We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. On this episode, we're going to be doing NFL Pro Bowl ins and outs. Uh, we're going to do an interview with Anthony Irwin, Spitball, Games of the Week, and our pick. So stay tuned. Did it shit my own life. And we're back! Yeah, yay! Yo, yo. That was mad rapid and we're back. Yeah, you like that? Are you gonna, are you gonna stay with the yo-yos? I think you should, and I think you should have a thing. Shut up. I say yay, yeah, yay. Yeah. He says yo, yo. Why? Why Why do we have to hear your voice in the beginning all the time, huh? Why are you special? Just saying. You don't, have to, you don't have to... Everyone, everyone doesn't have to fucking have a thing. Why not? I don't know. But no. what? I'm never saying that. Yeah, remember early <laughs> stages of VM when Tim would be like, yo, we need to have uh, voice recognition. We'd be like... I still think that. <laughs> introduce everyone. Introduce everyone. I teach a podcast class to high schoolers in my school. And Sire. one of our first lessons is don't forget to introduce yourself in the beginning so fans have voice recognition. Also, shout out to Mr. P doing good things in school. I saw that IG post. Oh, thanks, bro. He did. I was proud to contribute. Shout out, yeah, shout to out the to the, the VM fans. We we went way overboard, which is good because we... I saw iPhones. Because we have an iPhone? Nah, nah, iPhone case. Oh, oh case. Yeah, 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 I'm about yeah, to say, yeah. what? No, nah, we didn't buy him an iPhone. <laughs> that would have been the entire donations for one year. <laughs> no, nah, but um, yeah, we had excess donations, so we're going to take him on an ice skating trip after the after the break. Sweet. Yeah, so it's going to be good. Thanks to everyone who donated. The VM fans are the realest. Do you like taking kids on uh, trips? Um, I like when I'm at the trip. I like <laughs> when I'm back from the trip. The subway rides back and forth are not fun. Yes. I'd be scared that I'm going to lose a child. I'm constantly scared I'm gonna lose a child. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, that a is good, pretty terrifying. Yeah, it's not a good thing to feel. Hey, especially because the you know the, the kids that I teach they don't get out of the Bronx much, so they don't really know how to act outside the Bronx. You know, they're very Bronx all the time. Very Bronx. Yeah, so they're like they're always loud and and sometimes they're running around and there's these people and like we're in Midtown Manhattan. And they're like, <laughs> yeah, what's yeah. wrong with these kids? 
Yeah. So I got to deal with those people and their fucking snobby ass ways too. Yeah, Dude, yeah. as a child, when I was on field trips, all bets were off. Yeah. That was a piece of shit. Same. Oh my God, my <laughs> fucking ear. Um, all right, cool. To now, to now, what am I saying? To now, to right now. To right now. Impy's got a college shirt on, guys. First Let's time in a go. while. Let's oh, go. It has been a while. Company man. Just saying. F um, corporate. Yeah. Uh, we have the Pro Bowl. They announced uh, who made it, who didn't make it. Uh, so we're going to kind of do like ins and outs. You know, are there guys that should have made it? Some snubs or some guys that you think shouldn't have made it to the Pro Bowl? Um, Yo, does uh, does getting in the Pro Bowl matter to you? I Doesn't think it, so. Don't you get like a bonus? I was going to mention. Yeah. I didn't know that there's nowadays they put that in your contract too. Yeah. Adam Thielen got half a million dollars for making the Pro Bowl. It's fire. He still hasn't signed a contract. He's still an undrafted dude. From Minnesota, so that's huge for him. That's like two seasons. Yeah, for him. that's probably no bullshit. That's probably like a fifth of his contract right there. I, I'd yep. say so, maybe more. And every time you're in the Hall of Fame speech, well, you always hear like blank time Pro Bowler. Well, we saw Jamal Adams. I only know this because we're on a Jeff fan, but he tweeted last year like never missing another Pro Bowl again. So it means something. I guess when your season's over, you're still playing for something. Like I mean, you want that recognition. Jamal Adams has been ridiculous this year. He's yeah. probably be first team All Pro. Yeah, he, it, I, I like to do. I, I I like putting out an All Pro like on my on my own, and I got him and Derwin James. Derwin James also made the pro, the Pro Bowl too. By the way, All Pro greater than Pro Bowl, hundred percent. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The All Pro team is just one team. Yeah, well, no, I'm just saying that because Nick said this Pro Bowl mean anything to you. Like I'd rather be an All Pro than a Pro Bowler if that were the case. Like if they didn't line up, give I got, me All Pro. I got a question for you guys. How do you guys feel about AFC versus NFC in general? Because I, I'm looking at the 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 way called the, the rosters, and there's some positions where like I feel like the fourth or fifth best person in the AFC is better than the second best person in the NFC, and vice versa. Like like the Bro. running backs, for example. Like Philip Lindsay's a, a Pro Bowler, and shout out to Philip Lindsay went from undrafted to a Pro Bowler and everything. First time ever. Yeah, yeah. and that's offensive that's player, super yeah. fire. But Alvin Kamara. <laughs> is not a pro bowler. Yeah. And let's look at the NFC running backs. Todd Gurley, Ezekiel Elliott, and Saquon, Saquon Barkley. Who are you taking out? No, I'm, you know. You're not. You're not. But he's clearly be- he clearly had a better year than Philip Lindsay. I'd be all about like just taking the top eight or whatever at the position, doing the draft. They did the draft a couple years ago. I think the draft is fire. It adds like an element to the excitement of the Pro Bowl. Just something else like to watch on TV, like build ratings or whatnot. Or like the fullback position, like that's like having a yeah, that's I mean, like at the center. I'd definitely in the not NBA. get in if you if there's a fullback position. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Rob me of like yo, give us four running, give us four runners instead yeah, yeah. of a, a fullback. Like that's like like that's like having a center in the NBA All Star game. But no, nah, but but it goes like talking about the NBA. There's been so many times where Mike Conley's never made an All Star game. He's one of the top point guards in the league. He just so happened to play in a conference that has a shitload of elite point guards. So it just happens whatever conference you play on. Yeah. I think Philip Lindsay is deserving of uh, of an All Pro, not an All Pro, uh, a Pro Bowl vote. I agree. I agree with that. Who else? Who else was in the AFC? James Conner, Melvin Gordon, hmm. Philip Lindsay. All three of those guys. Would you take all? Th- would you take all three of them over Alvin Kamara? I think McCaffrey's a bigger snub for me. McCaffrey too. Yeah, I'm if, McCaffrey. I, if I'm looking at running back, that's my biggest. And snub. like, yo, Melvin Gordon's missed three games, bro. I don't know if uh, James Conner, too. Like, Yo, McCaffrey averages five yards a carry on way less carries than any of these guys that we named. Uh, he's, I think, sixth in well, the that, NFL. Well, that would help your yards per carry, if anything. 
Right, right. But I'm saying like his, that's why his I'm using yards per carry because his yardage total isn't up to par with these guys because right. these guys have way more carries than him. But even then, he's only like 150 yards behind these guys. He, I think he's sixth in the league in the I mean in the NFL in receptions, tied with D Hop. Like that's insane. Yeah, you're getting like Bro, wide receiver one production yeah. at your running back, and like he has three plus 40 yard carries. Todd Gurley has zero. So he makes plays. Like, that's what I want to see. If you want to spice up the Pro Bowl, you want excitement. Christian McCaffrey is all that. I mean, only, I think Saquon Barkley has more than him, and he has 640-plus yard carries. So, yeah, CMC is my biggest snub. I would have him in there just for the excitement factor. He does it all. He could line up out wide. He could make big plays. He could even play special teams if he wants, mm-hmm. back going back to Stanford. So that's that's my biggest snub. Yeah, I mean, but who are you taking out for him? It's tough. It's tough. I mean, yeah. It's but I would rather have him over every running back in the AFC in terms of who's going to make my Pro Bowl. I'd rather have Kamara over every running back in the AFC. So it's kind of it's kind of whack. And the thing about CMC is like he doesn't have as many touchdowns as those guys, as Gurley, Elliott, and Saquon. Uh, yo, you got to put James Conner in this fucking thing. Well, you, can't, you can't say Alvin Kamara deserved it more than James Conner. Yo, James Conner had a bunch of games where he had like 30 yards. All right, but... Camara though too. Camara too lately. Yeah, I mean, early on he was like, "That's yeah, more because he's MVP." Not only that, but yo, but he was doing it in the air. He's doing it on the ground, like scoring touchdowns. So Camara, not at the rate that James Conner was doing it. What? Not what? once Ingram came back. Not once Ingram came back. Yeah, exactly. That, it was the first four weeks. Right, but, Trust me, I know he was on my team. <laughs> I, I, nah, but when nah, well, Ingram came back week six. Nah, and, four. No. Well, came back, came back week six because Kamara was getting all the work that first week back. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, does he become less of a player because his role lessens? Yeah. Your stats take it. You don't like Melvin Gordon, who I would take over uh, but he Kamara missed straight up. All right. Because he missed. He exactly. missed games, yeah. Because his, his role with diminished. James Conner. Nah, because he got hurt. All right, it's not his fault. Yeah, but Conner got hurt, though, too. Yeah, same Kamara's with James That's there. what I'm saying. That's why I'd rather well, have... Kamara's out there, and you're like, oh, we're going to... Because his role got diminished, that we're going to hold that against him? Yes. No, of course you're going to hold it against him, but in terms of like, all right, you got a diminished role, so a couple of worse off stats, or three sh- games of no stats. I'm taking the, the little diminished stats for a few games. Because he still, even with Ingram, he still had some monster games. And CMC, you guys are right. CMC is is the even bigger snub mm. of the whole thing. I'm taking CMC over all those guys. How do you guys feel about Tom Brady? Uh, he shouldn't make the Pro Bowl either. Andrew Luck should be in the spot. Andrew Luck should definitely be in, in the spot. I think spot. it's kind of ridiculous that Tom Brady made the fucking Pro Bowl. It's yeah, it's, it's like when Jordan made the All Star game when he was on the Wizards. It's like that's just like a merit honor. Like yeah, he's seniority type shit. Like oh, he's the oldest quarterback still doing it. The goat. Like put him in there. Yeah, then they, they probably already had his name written down before the season. They're like, all right, two slots left. I feel like with quarterbacks, I'm looking at the list right now. So you got Breeze, Golf, Rogers. Then you got Mahomes, Rivers, and Brady. I feel like here, you should throw in a guy like Luck and take out Rodgers. You know how like you want to take out guys from the AFC and put an NFC guy in for running back? Yeah. I would do that here. Like Andrew Luck not being in the yeah. Pro Bowl is kind of crazy. What about Russell Wilson? Yeah. He's been like ex- extremely efficient. Like He hasn't been throwing that much, but his throws have been ridiculously fire. And he's, he has a team that has no business being where they're at in a position where they're at. With the receivers he's throwing to. Exactly. Yeah. He's making Tyler it's basically Lockett. not Doug Baldwin either. It's ba- yeah, like Tim said, it's been Tyler Lockett and was it DJ Moore? David. David Moore. DJ Moore's a 
the Panthers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I also think uh, wide receiver, I think they got it right. Like, I can't, you know, I'm looking at the list These right wide here. receivers are ridiculous, man. I think you can make a case for your boy, Juju. Yeah, better stats than AB all across yeah. the board except touchdowns. But but he has a lot of touchdowns. He has 11 or something? Six, I think. Oh, we're talking about AB? Yeah. I think he has 13. AB has oh, 11. Like, 11 or 13. Yo, so when Josh traded AB after like week four, he had no touchdowns. He's like, yo, I'm done with Tetris head. I can't do it. So he traded him away. <laughs> <laughs> I think in like eight games, he's had 12 touchdowns. Yeah, that shit is crazy. Yeah. It's how, just- how high, like, I don't know about you guys, but how high in regard do you hold touchdowns when it comes to like in yeah. this situation? Yo, so like Julio Jones is having an absolutely ridiculous season. Yeah. But everyone's like, yo, well, he doesn't have double-digit touchdowns. It's like, dude. Yeah, but he has he has enough touchdowns at this point where that's I don't think that's that's. Well, I think, I think he has like he has like five, six, five or six. Like he's he's scoring touchdowns now. He's gonna end with like uh, look. He hasn't practiced this week, so like seventeen hundred yards. Hey, he's gonna <laughs> averaging like ninety eight point seven yards per game, maybe yeah. even more, maybe like hundred yards per game. He's gonna have close to hundred touchdowns. What he's gonna have seven touchdowns? It's just. I don't know. Touchdowns to me isn't the be all end all. For me, it depends on the position. Like receiving touchdowns, not so much. If you're a quarterback, you better come with the touchdowns. Of oh course, yeah, absolutely. Your job is saying, to is to put the ball in. Yeah, Legarrette Blunt led the league in touchdowns one year. Like, come on. Eighteen, bro. That was wild. Come on. I traded him that year. I just feel like in this, like, if Antonio Brown got in because of touchdowns, like, I don't know, man. To me, it's like if you have if if you have a lot of catches and a lot of yards, but you can't. You know, that's score I mean, like, or whatever. Like, how is that? My, like, I have to depend on someone to get me the ball. It's not that I'm not open. Clearly, I I can get, no one can guard me. Clearly, if, even if you have more yards, like yeah, Juju has more yards than AB and more receptions. Like he's doing, in my eyes, like the dirty work. He's getting you downfield. AB's the beneficiary of getting the touchdowns. Granted, AB is having a monster year too. He has like over 1,100 yards, I think, already. So I'm not sliding him, but it's just that Juju also does a lot in between from end zone to end zone. Yo, and he still has six touchdowns, which is respectable for a number two receiver. If Juju made the Pro Bowl over Antonio Brown, like Antonio Brown's like hissy fit that he would throw would be so large that it would, it would look like Bane when he blew up the like Pittsburgh Stadium in, <laughs> in the Dark Knight. That's what the, that's what the stadium would have. Honestly, looking at the stats, they're not that off as far as receptions and yards. Like it's maybe like a hundred yards more and like five catches more for Juju. And he has 13 touchdowns, and Juju has six. But, yo, both of them on the same team? I didn't even know Juju had six touchdowns like that. Like, that's crazy. This guy has 1,200 fucking yards this year. thing with Juju is sometimes he just catches one 75-yard bomb and then doesn't only catches, like, two or three balls the rest of the game. Yeah. Uh, is there anyone on this whole list for the NFC and AFC that you think are, like, like shouldn't have really made it? I mean, like, I mean, stuff. can I say, can I say, Darius Leonard? I think is another snub. We we didn't talk about the defensive side, but he's rookie of the year candidate. He's leading the league in tackles, and he's not in the Pro Bowl. He said he was heartbroken. Yeah, I would be too. So what about like, it means a lot to these guys? Man, the rush. He he was he played well, but he only came in and like really started producing when Sean Lee went out. So he kind of only has half a season under his belt. Yo, Chandler Jones has like double digit sacks. I was not in the Chris Jones too. Chris Jones for the Chiefs, I think, was my biggest snub. Because, like, yo, their defense has been so bad this year, but him and D Ford are keeping it from being. And I'm pretty sure it was him that had that big 
That was him with the pick six on the goal line against the Rams where he yeah. walked it in for one yard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not only have what does he have fourteen sacks, he has a pick six in a massive game. Like Word. He has uh fourteen sacks for a total loss of hundred and eleven yards. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> That's the cl- length of a field. That's like nine yards a sack. The most yards lost on sack in the NFC. Yo. New York? Both kickers? Yeah. Both safeties? Myers. It's about the only thing that Jets were doing right for a few weeks was kicking field goals. Yeah. You out here? And you got a, uh, oh shit, return specialist. Rosa Andre Roberts. Andre Roberts has been mad good He's this year. Look at him go. Remember yeah, when that, the, the Jets always had that good special teams with Mike Westoff? Justin Miller. Justin Miller, yeah. yeah. Justin Miller was a legend. Yo, Landon Collins <laughs> made the Pro Bowl. I don't think he was a Pro Bowler this year. He's also missed like the last four games. He's been on IR. You can't miss half the year, almost. Well, it's a quarter of the year, four to sixteen. Well, I'm saying he, like he's not playing the rest of the year though. Yeah. Like he's missed five games now. He's not playing these last two, so that's about yeah. half the season. Like I don't think he could be a Pro Bowler there. All right, Steph Curry last year didn't make All NBA first team because he missed 32 games. It's like, but the 50 games he played, Steph is. Yeah. yeah, like, but like the 50 games he played, he was clearly one of the five best players in the league. So it's like I can't, you can't miss that much time and me. Put you as a pro bowler. Yeah, I agree. You're taking that honor away from someone. I think that's part of the being a pro bowler is like playing. That's like a reward for staying mm-hmm. healthy for 16 games. Like just completing a season in itself is an accomplishment. Yeah. So I believe you should get rewarded for a pro bowl vote. And you should like it should affect your voting. Like you said, if you do miss up to five games or whatnot, like you should your voting should suffer for that. But then again, it is a popularity contest. And well, people are going to people are going to replace people. Like the the way that they have it now, yeah, there's always alternates. It's in between, so especially teams that go to the Super Bowl, obviously their yeah, guys and aren't the playing. teams that lost the week before. Like no one who played in the AFC and NFC championships, no none of those four teams, none of their players are gonna be represented. I don't know. I maybe maybe go. a few, but I would say the majority of their players won't be represented. Just because yo, who's I just lost in the NFC championship. I'm not trying to go to Hawaii and fucking be in the Pro Bowl. I have to schmooze with some people. Like I'm trying to just go home and yeah, Hawaii's nice. cry. Yeah, but I feel nice like they turn it into like a vacation sort of. I mean, yeah, I'm sure being young and rich in Hawaii is not the worst thing in the world. I think it's fire. Yeah, with a five hundred thousand dollar bonus that you're, I'm sure people yeah. are just itching just say, to spend. Go back to Tim. Below that. I know Below Tim that. likes to use PFF for offensive line, and Eric Fisher was like the 53rd left tackle. Ranked by PFF, and he's in the Pro Bowl. And like I said, like I hate pulling guys out. Shout out to Eric Fisher; he got 500k as well for making the Pro Bowl. So that's huge. But it's like he shouldn't have been there. Bakhtiari is number one, the best left tackle rated by Pro Football Focus. He's not in the Pro Bowl. I hear that, but like Eric Fisher is also the left tackle for Pat Mahomes. I think that I think that goes a long way. He hasn't been touched this year. For the most part, the the, the he's running always game on the been, run. That's why he hasn't hey, been touched. Still, hey. That's like no credit to. Eric I mean, Fisher. David Bakhtiari who's also say, has who, a guy who's very mobile behind him. Don't compare Pat Mahomes' mobility to Aaron Rodgers, bro, especially this year. Bro, right, please bro, tell me you're only talking about this year, bro. It's not even close. Yeah, this yeah, year. Well, that's, that's what I'm talking about. That's what we're basing it on. Yeah, sure, but you still have a guy who could avoid sacks, a guy who does it well. Not as well as a young buck. It's true, but you're going to hold that like, against Fisher? How many Pat Mahomes are his best plays? They're all on the run, like cross the body. Because he's on the move because his old line isn't that good. Yeah. That running game is also always effective. It hasn't been since Kareem Hunt left. Uh, last I checked, Damian Williams had a pretty good game last week. Yeah, yeah. Nah. He fell into the end zone twice. That's why. Yeah, I mean, he had yeah. like 40 yards. But he fell into the end zone by running into it, though. 
He did though. Yeah, but from like, like the he did. I can't. What do you want me can't to do? Take it away from that. Him. I can't but from like that. the three yard line, both yeah. runs. He has like thirteen carries. All right, so yards. let's take away all of Todd Gurley's three yard runs. Like you can't come on. Yo, you snapping dick pics, bro? What's <laughs> up, man? <laughs> Snapchat <laughs> screenshots. Paparazzi <laughs> in the building. My bad. <laughs> Yo, real quick, this is kind of off topic, but it's about a Pro Bowler. I just got a tweet that said Ezekiel Elliott. The NFL said he didn't lose a fumble, and now there's a stack correction going back to last week. I saw that. Two points, bro. There's going to be people that are thought they're in the championship, preparing for the championship, that are not in the championship right now. How much did you lose by to Eric? Not two points. How many stack corrections do you need? A lot, right? Yeah. Bedtime. Nick, I could have used a stack correction. Nick, or fucking three. Nick texted me. He goes, uh, just in case you're, you're wondering about that 15-point stack correction, I'll, I'll take the money whenever you have it. In case, in case you're waiting for that. <laughs> that was a good time. Um, yo, I'm looking at this and I'm like, yo, first of all, there's mad Steelers in the NFC. And obviously this is literally going to just be the Bears defense in the yeah. NFC. Like every, every single position. Yeah, but like you know who got the most representatives? Best team in football. Chargers. Yeah. Got seven reps. And no Joey Bosa because like he missed the majority of the season. But they got the most representatives in the Pro Bowl. It's crazy. Gold Chargers. Gold. Uh... All right, cool. Um, anything else you guys want to say about this? I'm never going to watch the Pro Bowl ever. Yeah, me neither. No <laughs> chance. Especially if they got fucking uh, that Monday Night Football crack team of, of fucking announcers that they got out there. Yo, I know it's the popular thing to shit on them nowadays, but yo, I, they suck. They're the worst. <laughs> yeah, it was great on uh, Monday Night Football. <laughs> Jason Witten. Poor guy, man. I feel bad, but yeah, it, this, this one was good. He was like, Cam is so good at yards after catch. I was like, huh? <laughs> nah, but he corrected himself later in the game. Yeah, I'd hope so. He probably got the the guy yeah. in his ear like, yo, fix yeah. that shit. That's exactly I mean, what happened. I, yards I can't after more about contact, yards after cash. That's what he meant. Booger McFarlane. He's the he's the worst. I he's, like Jason Witten personally. I mean, Jason Witten is just a rookie. Dude, Booger McFarlane, like this like experiment of him driving down the side <laughs> of the fucking yo. thing is just so weird. And did you know that there's been like complaints from the people who buy tickets that He's getting in the way? He's in the way. And yeah, Booger's like, Well, I'm not moving. Yo, people pay good money, like, great money to sit there. Yeah. Mm. Dude, I'd be tight. And you got to look at the back of fucking Booger McFarlane's wrinkly-ass head. <laughs> like His finger. You saw his finger? His finger's all fucked. Yeah? Yeah, it's like bent this way. <laughs> he got a ring, though. He, he was with the Colts. He can't, won a Super Bowl. Can't put it on that finger. I mean, he was a good player, but not bad announcer. Yeah. Well, Less is more. Less is more. Yeah, exactly. He should subscribe to that. <laughs> Uh, all right, cool. Let's get to spitball here. What? I just I hate everything you do. <laughs> um, starting with first start. Uh, Hackstall got fired as the Flyers' head coach. Uh, they were the worst in the East when he got fired, and they called up top goalie prospect. I'm blanking on his name. Something Hart. Ah, la, la. I forgot his name. Ah, we'll come back to that. Viva la Cuba. <laughs> uh, the MLB has reached a deal with Cuba that would let players not have to defect in order to do that. What they're trying to do is stopping the uh, the black market that's going on. People are smuggling baseball players into the country, but what's happening is they're agreeing to smuggle baseball players in the country. They're giving these people money, and then they're kidnapping them and holding their families for ransom. So it's been it's been crazy. So they're trying to stop that. Um 
This will, they'll come into the country on work visas. Uh, MLB teams, kind of like how they do in Japan, will have to pay a postage fee. Um, so they have to pay a postage fee to the team, and then they have to uh, pay for the player. Uh, it's mandatory that every player over 25 becomes available for posting. Um, so this, let's check it out. Honestly, not to get political, I know Nick's probably going to sigh as soon as I say this. Night. This depends a lot on Trump. Um, Obama put a lot of... Reg- uh, uh, a lot of, uh, I'm sorry, put into effect the, the, he's trying to get away from the embargo that was put on them in the 60s for the Cuban Missile Crisis, but Trump scaled those back. Um, the MLB started negotiations when the rules were still in place with Obama. Uh, Trump banned U.S. citizens from doing business uh, with dozens of entities linked with Cuba's military, intelligence, and security agencies, according to Yahoo. So um, if he decides that he does not want America doing business with the Baseball League of Cuba as well, then all this is null. Even though they have an agreement, so um, it's all on the guy with the orange tan <laughs> in the big White House. Try again next year. No. All year, ladies and gentlemen, all we heard was about Tim's number one team in Yahoo in the Experts League. <laughs> and they got deleted from the playoffs because of the dirty lands back-to-back years. Tim ran into me. They ain't learned, man. <laughs> Damn, Tim. In the finals. I made you a spitball, dog. I can't believe that's a spitball. Right? Man, <laughs> as soon as he sent that spitball, I knew it was that. <laughs> I got I got to sit here and take it. I lost, man. Second year in a row, I lost. They, I was, this is the second year I finished in first place in the league, and I lost in the playoffs to Nick <laughs> on the way to the championship. <laughs> Sound like you're about to cry, I'm, bro. I'm kind of about to cry. <laughs> like, yo, honestly, it's it's bad. Yo, Monday he was like, yo, I don't want to tell you this, but if you beat me, I was like, I know. He's like, damn it. I thought you wouldn't have known. Uh, Congrats, man. though. Good year. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> man, uh, fuck. Fuck. Back at it. Rick Pitino's taking a job with Panathinaikos. There we go. What's up? <laughs> Ella. It's a Greek team? Yeah, yeah, yeah Greek yeah. professional team. They're actually a top Greek professional team. So Isn't Thanasis the, the, uh, the, the Antetokopos on that team? The, the Nazis is the, uh, is the younger brother. This is his brother? Sure. Yeah. But anyway, he wants to get back into coaching, and he misses it. And if he ever wants to get back to the NBA or college, he figures it's a uh, first step. So. And also, you know what? He gets the hell away from the States with all like the wild shit that he's gone through with Louisville and yeah, like, yeah. The, the brothel and the sex addictions and shit that they had going on there. So it's like he's going to be out of the, the eye, and who knows, in like three, four years. They do play in, in the Champions League year in, year out. They're one of the better yeah, teams yeah. in Greece. They just lost so. to Real Madrid. Yeah. So... That like was what led to the firing of their past, current or past head coach, and now he's supposedly taking the job. So there's that. And Carter Hart, by the way, is a top goalie prospect for the Flyers. Mm. Got a win in his debut. He's supposed to be a beast. Hot stove cooking. Uh, the MLB hot stove is cooking. The Padres signed Ian Kinsler to a two-year, eight million dollar uh, deal with a third-year option. Yonder Alonso traded from the Indians to the White Sox for outfield prospects Alex Call. He is not in the top 30 pro- uh, prospects of that team. Uh, Annabelle Sanchez is, signs a two-year, $19 million deal. Trevor Cahill to the Angels on a one-year, one-year $9 million deal. The Angels sign uh, the Dark Knight, the former Dark Knight, Matt Harvey, to a one-year, $11 million deal. This is one of the more underrated signings. It's going to have probably a big impact. The Astros signed Michael Brantley to a two-year, 32 de- $32 million deal. Uh, he may win a batting title next season uh, in that Astros lineup. Remember where you heard it first here. And the Cubs first base coach, Brandon Hyde, is going to be the new manager of the Baltimore Orioles after uh, Buck Walter stepped away 
and was like pseudo fired slash quit kind of. Let me leave res- with my pride. Respectfully, S- step away. Fired. Yeah. Uh, legalize it. Washington is the newest, and this is the D.C. area. So what is that? Maryland, right? That's Maryland, the yeah. state. Yeah. So they just passed uh, a bill to legalize sports betting. So we're coming up on twenty states now, boss. So it's only a matter of time before it's a nationwide thing, too. So, you know, that gets me going. Cuomo, Cuomo talking about legalizing the guns for recreational use in New York, too. Cuomo Speaking also made uh, Daily Fantasy legal, too. So he's scoring a lot of points with me. Cuomo's my guy. That's about as much as I know about politics, Joe. If you legalize sports betting for me, I'm all in. Cuomo, I, think, I feel like he's the he's he's the he's for the hipsters down the middle. <laughs> he he's he's not nah, he's not for the hipsters. The hipsters are way too like. I feel like I'll talk about this Cuomo on another podcast. I, into. Huh? I feel like everyone hates Cuomo that I run into. He's down with the millennials. Am I getting? Am I getting closer? Nah, that's because <laughs> that's because people the these days are very polarized. They're either super right or super left, and Cuomo meets towards the middle, and no one wants to be with, in the middle. But they they don't want to admit that that's where all the shit gets done. Mm. All right. Sorry. Anyway. Politics as usual. Jay Z yeah. said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now before we get to our games of the week, we have a special interview with Anthony Irwin, who is the host of Official Locked on Lakers podcast, which is top 100 on the podcast iTunes right now. Um, so I'm going to swing it over to Impy. He's going to take control over this uh, interview with Nick and Tim. And uh, yeah. All right, we're back. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, I'm really, really excited to have Anthony Irwin, host of the Locked on Lakers podcast uh, out of L.A. What's up, dude? Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, man. I, I, the only thing I'm not too sure about is this New York Giants sweater that's right here in front of me. All I, right. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, we're on the, we're on the <laughs> East Coast over here, man. <laughs> so, uh, no, th- thanks for having me, guys. I'm looking forward to it. So, uh, yeah. Hold on, man. Let's, let's pick it up a little bit. What, what team do you root for? I'm a Vikings fan. It's really it, oh, okay. I was I was a uh, when I was a, a young dumb like six year old. I thought that the Vikings and Lakers were like cousins because they both wore purple and gold. Okay. Um, and then that was also right around the time that the Vikings had Randy Moss and Dante Culpepper and in that group. So it was kind of hard not to fall in love with that team. Yeah, it's fair. That's true. How, how's uh how's football out there in L.A.? Like, what's the buzz around? It seems like there's a lot of buzz around the Rams, but the Chargers seem to be like the like the redheaded stepchild. That's that's probably a pretty good way to put it. I just in general, it was funny. I don't think it's a coincidence that both teams right now are really good. Mm. I, I think I think they're both vying for any kind of market share that they can come by. Mm-hmm. And the Rams went about it really loudly, right? They went out and they already had Aaron Donald and they already had Todd Gurley, but then they also go out and get uh, Sue and and Akib Tlaib. Like they made all these splashy additions to try to to try to tell everybody, hey, guys, we're over here. And meanwhile, the Chargers are just playing in this rinky-dink stadium with, like, 30,000 people. Yeah, yeah. And they're just kind of chugging along. So it'll be interesting to see which team goes further and if that's what winds up winning some fans over compared to the others. Uh, but but it, it makes for an interesting dynamic. Yeah. Nice. All right, so uh, topic of the day for sure. Uh, we wanted to chat with you about uh, you know the Los Angeles Lakers, but before we sort of even jump into that, I'd love for you to sort of you know give the listeners on our end you know give us give them a little bit of you know who you are and what you do. Well, so I write at Silver Screen and Roll. Uh, I usually post on average about three articles there a day, and then uh, Locked on Lakers. We do a daily show 
with a rotating group of guests that we just kind of go through. And the Lakers always have something interesting going on. Mm-hmm. They're, they're almost never not relevant. So, so there's plenty to talk about, and I try to make it as interesting as possible. Yeah. Uh, so I know I'd love to lead it off with a question I think that you know, not only us on the East Coast, you know, would love to know and love the answer to, but I'm sure everywhere, you know, everyone across the country is like, we want to know, like, in your opinion, what superstars headed to LA next? You know, we have Stephen A. Smith here, you know, he's a national guy, but he's also based here in New York. And he's, he's hell bent on the fact that he thinks Kevin Durant's going to be a Laker. Uh, There's rumors of uh, Anthony Davis headed to LA. Um, So, you know, you have your, you you have a really good, strong pulse uh, check on, on, on the team. Who do you think is going to be headed to the Lakers? What superstar is there next? Well, so I want to back up a little bit. Yeah. Right now, the, the the names, especially out there on the East Coast, I'm sure all you guys are hearing about are like, where are the Washington Wizards going to go? How, are they going to convince anybody to to take on John Wall's contract? Are they? Is what can they get for Bradley Beal, who was mm. like, or Otto Porter, right? And and the immediate response to that is, hey, LeBron James is surrounded by a bunch of kids and veterans on on one year deals, so why can't they find out, figure out some kind of trade? And I think the fact that the Lakers haven't really, I mean, they've checked in on the situation, but they haven't like gone out of their way or pushed really hard in negotiations for him because they seem to think that they can get both Kevin Durant and Anthony Davis. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, it, like, I, Magic Johnson has the utmost confidence in himself. Like, if you were Magic Johnson, you'd be crazy confident too, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Dude, it's worth a billion. Uh, just about everything has gone uh, his way on the court and off of it. You know, he, he's he's somehow still going strong 20 years after contracting HIV. Like, he's he's won at everything. Yeah. Right? yeah. Uh, and so, obviously, he's going to have a bunch of confidence. And, and right now, the fact that the Lakers haven't really pushed hard on Bradley Beal kind of tells me that they really seem to think that they want to keep their options open in free agency this year. And that's when Kevin Durant, and that goes with the the Stephen A. Smith theory there, that they can get uh, Kevin Durant. Yeah. But then on top of that, they also seem to think that they'll be able to use their young assets to trade for Anthony Davis, who also happens to be uh, to, to share an agent with LeBron James, yeah. right? So, so the Lakers are doing their homework behind closed doors. They've already been fined for tampering twice now. Uh, now the Pelicans want to see if there's a way to, tam- to to find LeBron James for tampering, which I find thoroughly hilarious, but also kind of sort of indicative of, of them being a little nervous. I mean, I feel like every All-Star break, there has to be a shitload of tampering going on, right? These guys <laughs> yeah. are all hanging out together. They're going yeah. out to bars and clubs. And it's like, dude, come play with me in L.A. Like, it's going to be fire if we're out there together. Or even like Giannis came out. I don't know if a lot of people mm-hmm. call it that. They just played the Pelicans the other night, and he's like, he just I was... straight up told him, "Hey, come here and play with me." <laughs> he's, like, oh. he's like, I don't know if it's him being Greek and he doesn't understand the tampering clause yet, but he's like, "Yo, come play with me in Milwaukee, bro." Yeah. Well, to, to be clear, tampering can only can only be penalized if it's between an executive and yeah. and a player. So like players, player to player, been going on forever. The 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 Miami Heat came together because of the the 2000 what was it eight olympics right they they all came together they agreed all right we'll set up our contracts to make this work Mello was the only one who was like no i want to get mine so he signed a one-year longer deal and and wasn't available to go down to miami with the with the other three but that's that's just how the league has always kind of sort of operated especially since lebron came into the league and and he's recognized wait i have this leverage as a superstar why wouldn't i use it 
And I have a quick question. You're talking about potentially, you know, the Lakers potentially moving young assets, right? Are there any of the young guys on that roster that, you know, could be, I hate to throw the word untouchable around when you have, you know, all-star caliber guys like AD, you know, up for discussion, but are are there like one or two of the young guys on the Lakers that are, are definitely off the table or are, are all bets off and everyone's available? I mean, you're talking about Anthony Davis. The Lakers, that's their, the Lakers have always been a star-driven thing. Maybe Lonzo Ball turns into a star. Maybe Brandon Ingram t- turns into a star. But they know for a fact right now that Anthony Davis is a top five player in the NBA. Yeah. And everybody is going to be available. And the other reason that they, they, this is not by choice. Like, obviously, they prefer to be able to keep Lonzo Ball. They would prefer to be able to keep Kyle Kuzma, Josh Harder, Brandon Ingram. Uh, but... But the Boston Celtics exist, and they have all these really young, nice young players. They have all these draft picks that they can include in a trade. So the Lakers, at the end of the day, have to top those guys, and they aren't going to be able to top them if they don't include the entire kitchen cupboard. Yeah. So let's, uh, for one second, let's act like the Lakers are actually going to do this whole rebuild thing, and they're going to let LeBron mentor the young guys, which I think you know, is not the odds on favorite, but is not out of the realm of possibilities. There's been a lot of chatter that Brandon Ingram and LeBron James, their games kind of clash with each other. So mm-hmm. as so- someone who uh, watches the Lakers very thoroughly every night, do you think that two ball-dominant guys like LeBron James and Brandon Ingram can coexist together? And do you think this is kind of just being overhyped, or do you think that this is really cause for concern? Well, so the numbers spell this out. The, the numbers say that, so when Brandon Ingram is on the court with LeBron, his per 36 numbers are something like 13-ish points per game, per 36 minutes, you know, five or six rebounds and, and a few assists per game. When, he's, when LeBron is off the court and Ingram is out there by himself, those numbers jump to 27 points per game per, 30, <laughs> per, per 36 minutes. Wow. They have, That's not a small it, jump. It's, it's a it's quite a jump, right? Yeah. It's it's not it's not in, in, insignificant. So, uh, I think you know based on a based on those numbers, I would say that it it's not overhyped. I I, I do think though that the Lakers haven't put Ingram in the best situation. They st- strategically, it's kind of sort of your turn, my turn, my turn, your turn. Like remember when when Ant- Carmelo Anthony and Amari Stoudemire were, were like the the big yes the the, the, the big front court out there in New York. We know that. It, yep. <laughs> it was it turned into when Mike Dan when when Carmelo stopped listening to D'Antoni, it was literally like Carmelo would take his shot and then Amari would take his shot and then they would run like some kind of pick and roll for for whoever else, and then it would go back to, all right, my turn, and then your turn. Like, that just doesn't work in the modern NBA. You you need to move the ball. You need to space the floor. You need to be able to do all these things. And uh, the Lakers are still learning that. So Ingram just today said that he is focused on moving more off of the ball and being a little bit more helpful when he doesn't have it. So maybe that'll help. But but as of right now, no, the, the, the styles haven't fit very well. Yeah. A lot of people forget that Anthony Davis is only 25. And I know it's that because me and him have the same birthday and I'm two years older than him. And it's like, I'm, I'm all for, uh, you know, everyone that listens to the show knows this about me. I'm all for trading assets, trading young guys for established stars. Because for every potential Jason Tatum out there, there's an Andrea Bargnani and a Jan Vesely, right? Mm-hmm. So I much rather get the established guy. I got, I got a question about like the landscape of the NBA, right? So... You know, us, us, Nick, we're all Knicks fans here. And a lot of times the last like decade or so, we're more intrigued than the team that's coming in to play the Knicks. So like, 
Who's I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Appreciate, right. appreciate that. We've been appreciate through it. a lot, man. We've been through a lot. So, so who's who's a guy or who's a team? And like, don't say the Warriors because that's an obvious one. But who's maybe an under the radar team or player that Lakers fans are excited? Like, yo, I got to get tickets to this Tuesday night game because X team or X player is coming into town. Well, so New Orleans is coming into town Friday. Mm. Well, by the time we're recording this tomorrow. Uh, the Lakers let Julius Randle walk for nothing. Yeah. And and uh, personally, I thought it was dumb of them to do so. And they made their decision. They had their decision made up really early. Even Randle said that heading into last season, he was just like, yeah, I kind of knew what was up. By the time offseason rolled around, we didn't really communicate that much. And I went out and found the best option and situation for myself. Julius Randle is not the kind of person I would want to be angry at me. Like, like whoever is guarding him, poor Kyle Kuzma, if, if Kyle Kuzma is guarding Julius Randle, like, he's going to walk away from the game sore, right? <laughs> uh, so, so, you got, so on top of the Anthony Davis, like, chemistry, you know, the, the, the angles and the stories that are going to come with Anthony Davis coming to town, you also are going to have this Julius Randle dynamic, and it's going to make for a really interesting game. And then obviously, like, Anytime Boston comes to town, the city shuts down. Mm, yeah, you know, wow. it, it's just it's just th- that rivalry. You only see them once a year out here, and and both organizations legitimately hate each other. Especially with like Danny Ainge was a Boston Celtic, and then Magic was obviously a Laker. Those guys legit hate each other. They will not talk to each other. They don't like each other. I have uh, I have some friends that are Celtics fans, and they're fully convinced that this past summer Jason Tatum trading with Kobe. And they're convinced that Kobe put like a hex on Jason Tatum because everyone was saying he's going to take the next step. This guy is like, he's one of the five guys that are untouchable, like mm-hmm. for the Celtics and just in general in the NBA. So he's that- not untouchable. Like if 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 the if the if the Pelicans asked for Jason Tatum for Anthony Davis, the Celtics would be like, okay, and what? <laughs> yeah, you'd be doing them a favor. And yeah. I have a question about the head coaching situation out there in LA. Uh, do you think Walton's the long term guy? Um, and if he's not, um, you know, there's rumblings of like Brian Shaw, right? Like a guy that, you know, could have had multiple opportunities in the past. But do you think Walton's the guy long term or, you know, because he was inherited, if I'm not mistaken. So do you think he's the guy long term? And if he's not, do you have a pulse check on who you think could be the next head coach out in L.A.? Well, so long term is tough. Like that's outside of Greg Popovich and Phil Jackson and even Phil Jackson, like you guys there in New York are like, he wasn't long term, yeah. <laughs> right? So, so like outside of a very select few coaches, it's really hard to say anybody is long term. Any NBA coach, college coach, just any coach. Period. You're hired to be fired one day, yeah. and so uh, just based on that, with that as the foundation of the analysis, I would probably say that no, Luke Walton is not a long term guy. Uh, but I, I do think that he's the type of coach who could make this work, despite being an inherited coach. He's a Everybody likes him. He's a really good communicator. He doesn't have an ego. He's willing, like, if LeBron James wants to say, like, wants to scrap a set, he's not going to be like David Blatt and throw a hissy fit about it. Like, it's just, it's just, he just seems to fit in that respect. Mm-hmm. I would just like to see him put some better minds around him in his offensive or in his assistant coaching staff because it's like, it's a bunch of dudes that he went to college with. Like, I, I wanted it's like Phi Kappa Lakers is, is his <laughs> coaching staff that they have out there. Uh, so I'd like to see that improve a little bit. So as fans of the podcast know, I'm a Mets fan. So I'm I've, got, I've got yeah, I've got little brother syndrome, 
And I know you're a Lakers guy, uh-huh. but I hear the rumblings that little brothers, little brother, the Clippers are making a move, and they're trying to get their own super team and sign all these guys that are coming out. That I heard Kawhi over there. I heard uh, Kyrie Irving uh, possibly going over there. I heard even Kevin Durant possibly going over there. What are the odds? What, what would would you if you had to put a number on the odds that the Clippers actually put together a super team that will be a team to be reckoned with next season? Uh, what would they be? I mean, you're a Mets fan, right? Like you yeah. know how this story goes. Yeah, every year we're gonna get every year we're gonna get the guy. <laughs> it's just it, look, I, I don't want to be completely dismissive because it's a different owner. So much of like it, it really, all our jobs are really made easy if all you focus on is ownership in sports. Mm-hmm. Like that's why the Knicks are terrible. There's no reason that that the Knicks shouldn't be one of the absolute marquee franchises, not just in the NBA, but in professional worldwide professional sports right they have all the advantages but what it comes down to is james dolan exists Mm -hmm. and nobody trusts james dolan um and and so like with the clippers it's a new ownership and so that's the only reason i'm not going to write it off completely is because you you just never know how this is going to work out look at the, the golden state warriors for example awful forever yeah. for the vast majority of their existence known as they really a shitty franchise too like even more than awful they were known as the model of shitty <laughs> ineptitude they yeah, were just yeah. it was, yeah. they were a joke but then they get a new owner in there and they rethink a few things they get lucky with some stuff right mm-hmm. like they signed steph curry to a, a contract when his yep. ankles were still made out of paper mache <laughs> but but like they but they were but the new owner steps up and they they figure out how to run a little bit better from the top down um houston is is an example of it going in the other way where they just sold after last year they get a cheap owner there who isn't willing to pay trevor ariza who isn't willing to to pay luke richard and bamute uh who is starstruck by carmelo anthony and houston was a disaster to start the season right and so I, i could see something working out there i just i it's the clippers so i'll believe it when i see it that's fair that's fair and thank you so much for the time, man. We really appreciate it. Um, if you know, if the people want to con- contact you and they want to find you out on social media, you plug away, brother. Uh, well, I'm at Anthony Irwin LA. I'm out here in on the West Coast, and uh, Locked On Lakers is at Locked On Lakers. Um, Silver Screen and Roll is like at Lakers. I'm not very good at this. It's cool. It's cool. It's all good. <laughs> we'll attach we'll attach all your social media to to the link when we put out the show, so it'll, it'll make it easier for the fans too. Awesome, awesome. Well, thanks for having me, guys, and uh, Merry Christmas. You too, yeah, guys. You too. Be man. good, man. Thank you, man. Take it easy. All right, let's uh, move forward here with the uh, MP. Good job, by the way. Uh, let's move forward here with the uh, and you guys too, obviously. Uh, let's move forward here and, uh, and uh, <laughs> with uh, NFL Week 16. We got uh, three games here, starting with the eight and six Ravens at the eleven and three Chargers, the best team in football according to Nick. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming you're taking the Chargers in this game. Oh yeah, for for many reasons. Uh, also, a little financial reasons too. Uh, look, it's a it's a monster game <clears throat> for the Chargers because. They win this game, for the time being, they'd be the one seed because mm-hmm. we got to wait until the Kansas City plays on Sunday against Seattle. But this is going to be tough because this is the best defense they've played in a really, really long time, the Baltimore Ravens coming in. You saw what Baltimore did. They should have won that game against the Chiefs a couple of weeks ago. Mm. Really shut down that high-powered offense. But you could say it was because Kareem Hunt had just gotten ruled out pretty much. You know, They still were adjusting to that. But, man... I think that if Rivers has a big game and MVP, 
He's in the discussion. I mean, right now he's third, odds-wise. But I think, like, yo, Brees hasn't been good in, like, a month, right? Uh, Mahomes has come back to normal a little bit. A lot of turnovers. A lot of turnovers, right? If they lose this game in Seattle, they get the one seed. I think that door opens up for the Chargers as a one seed and and Phillip Rivers to, to win MVP potentially. I think they give it to Pat Mahomes just because of the touchdowns. But I also think that, like, Drew Brees is in there because of, like, you don't have many years left, and like yeah, Drew Brees is going to win, win it. But hold on, what you can't make the same argument for Rivers? No, I I agree with you, but I, I mean, he's just not a sexier pick. Brees has been second, what three times in the MVP race? I know he's come in second the most times of any player. I don't know, but I I could see, I don't know, but yo, know, you're not wrong. I mean, I just think that Rivers is, is right it, up there. I think it opens up the door. If yeah, if to like you know, because you got some tough matchups. Yeah. Let's look at these two teams on paper, right? I think if you want if you want to play this game on paper, the Chargers are the better team. But let's look at the formula that the Ravens have been winning with lately, right? Lamar Jackson comes in, and they've been running like crazy. 40 runs in their last game, right? So they're either running it up the Gus with Gus Edwards, who's an absolute bruiser, bust kind of thing. I, I think it was you who said that this reminds you of the RG3 and Alfred and Morris, Alfred Morris combination. Yeah, yeah. I, I, Both quarterbacks can't throw. Yeah, and, I, and I, I, I heard that, and I was like, hey – that's a really good comparison because they're kind of having that same formula. And uh, it's not very often that you change your quarterback and your defense gets better because of it. But the Ravens, and I know I sound like a you know a broken record sometimes with this, but the Ravens have been controlling the clock and they've been controlling the ball. And the Chargers, although they are never out of it because they are always one big play away from being in it, if the Ravens can stop them from hitting a big play, there is a universe where this game ends 17 to 10 with a Ravens victory. So I think that the Chargers need to be on their shit and they need to make sure that they don't have a Chargers like game. Um, I, I talk about this all the time how culture uh, really affects. And so far in the last few years, ever since really they made the last made the playoffs, the Chargers have been challenged uh, with big games and have lost. This year, on the other hand, has been different, uh, including last week. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see, can the Chargers, and they don't really have a home field advantage, we're just on with Anthony, and he and he said, like, they're playing in this tiny stadium, and they're kind of like the little brothers, and they have 30,000 fans only, so they don't really have that home field advantage, and that Baltimore defense travels, so it's going to be interesting to see if they can score on it. Not only that, it's like a tourist town. Why do I not hear you? What the fuck's going on? Yeah. I can't hear you. Yeah. Cut me off. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Put me on mute. They don't want to hear me. <laughs> Nah, but like you said, it's 30,000, but it's also like a tourist town. So, you know, when a... When a <laughs> what is this kid doing, bro? Yeah, Yo, Podcasting 101. Yeah. Now I'm out. No, We're in. We're in. We're, We're all back. Good. We're right. all Ladies and gentlemen, this is how you podcast. Who the fuck took that out and put the other thing Legends. Back? Hey, what are you playing at me for? Oh, yeah. my God. This <laughs> on the <laughs> fly. They don't want to hear me no more. Damn. Right, yeah, right. Damn, I see you. What, what were you saying? <laughs> Nah, Tim talked about how it's not much of a home field advantage, 30,000. It's also a touristy city. Like, everyone's like, yo, my team's playing in L.A. Let's go to L.A. for the weekend. And half that stadium is filled with opposition fans. So, that's, yeah, it's tough. And um, if you look at the Chargers, I know Nick loves himself some Derwin James because of his prop bet. But uh, he's not only a big piece in the secondary, but in the I feel like in the run defense. Like, they were 31st in the league last year defending the run. They're up to ninth, And they cut their, their rush yards against by 28 yards so they've really improved there and what's the strength of the ravens it's the running game like yeah. you said with gus edwards lamar jackson pretty much anyone who lines up behind there so with the improved run defense 
I think it's going to be a tough game for the Ravens. We're eight and six. We say it's a big game for the Chargers because they're first place implications, but the Ravens are eight and six, holding on to that that six seed, the wild card, the last spot in the wild card, and they need this game, if not more, just as bad as the Chargers. Especially because the Titans are playing the Redskins. Right, right. Yo, not even that. They could catch the Steelers. Steelers mm. got to play at New Orleans. That's this week. high. It's all. A, it's a yeah. it's a weird situation with the North. Yeah, Yo, you know why I don't like. You know why I don't like the Ravens. I don't like the Bears. Right, same kind of quarterback. They fall down ten nothing. I think the game's over. Both teams. Like I, I for me, the Colts. They fall down ten nothing. I got Andrew Luck. Right. Yeah. Packers fall down. 10, like I have a quarterback with balls that could get them out of a hole. And I think that these teams, they, you know, like the Ravens, they don't really got weapons. That's I don't scary. know, bro. The dynamic is a little different though. Like if say they fall behind ten nothing, maybe. They ease up in the box on defense, and it gives Lamar Jackson. He might not be able to make that forty-yard pass, but he can make a forty-yard run happen. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't have to do it through the air, but he can do it with his feet. It's like a different dynamic to me. I don't know. I'm with you too. It's kind of like an eye test thing where it feels like I don't know about this team making like a, a serious comeback, like down 13 points, and you're like, "Well, we're not out of this yet." But I hear what you're saying. I see. You turn totally a team different. that can only run, like the Ravens, right? That's their strength. Right. Right. You take that away from them. I just think that it's that's how games but are you taking it away from them, or are you giving? I'm it, saying if you, you jump, to have but if you jump out to a, a, a big lead, right? You're down fourteen nothing out of nowhere. Like I think that takes away one of your biggest strengths. I think though that the Ravens defense is good enough where big leads are going to be few and hard and and hard to come by because they don't give up big plays and the Chargers count on big plays to score a lot, especially without Melvin Gordon. Now Melvin Gordon is coming back. Um, Keenan Allen with the hit pointer. Yeah, he's going to be a, a true game time decision. It says. But is Austin, and Austin Eckler is not playing, right? Yeah, he's doubtful. So they're using a couple. They lose a couple weapons, but they get their main guy back. John, Melvin Gordon coming back is one of the. Well, that was, dude, what the fuck is his name? Was was Jackson? Too. Yeah, it was pretty efficient. I mean, he was I. Right. He was good. He was no Melvin Gordon. No, obviously I mean, not. I mean, if you're so, gonna say, yeah, but in the Damian game, Williams was good, you got to say he was good too. Nah, Damian Williams scored three touchdowns. Bro, so did Matt Asiata that one time because it was all from like the five yard line. But he wasn't like he didn't Matt play a good Asiata. game. Nick remembers that because he was on his team. Yeah, Josh remembers that too. Fuck Matt Asiata. <laughs> <laughs> no, shout, shout out to Matt Asiata wherever you're at. Word. Yo, he had two three touchdown he's games. Not he yeah. twice. He's not in the league. He's not in the league. Nah, I don't think so. I haven't heard his I name. I mean, unless he's on like the Vikings practice squad or something. We have Google guys. But yeah. yo, look, I haven't heard the name Asiata since. Yo, Asiata is definitely not working at like. Salt Lake Stallion. Let's oh. go. The Alliance of American Football. Yeah, yo. Are we nope. so, are he's we? probably he's probably like super duper nice in that league. Well, Josh Johnson was the first round pick for that league. Overall pick. Yeah. AAF. Now he's leading the yo, skins. Yo, it starts the week after the Super Bowl. Ingenious. Smart. I might have to I might have to watch that. You're around football? Yeah. What channel is it on? I don't know. I, they Some have a website. They're <laughs> one of their guys is like the head of NBC, I think, or something like that. That'd be fire. If I'm watching any other league, it's the XFL. Oh, my God. There's, gonna be, there's about to be three football leagues, like professional ones. Yeah. So much for football losing popularity, people. Yeah. Nah, but back to this game. Um, oh, my God. Th- there's an Atlanta Legends? Oh, we talked about this. Yeah, we did. We did. Oh, word. That's fine. <laughs> we got to get shirts. We have to. Um, but, yeah, where, where was I? Oh, yeah, with a team like uh, the Ravens, yeah, you could say, oh, yeah, this, this defense is good. All they have to do is take away the run. Every team that's tried to take away the run from the Ravens so far has failed. And that's because Lamar Jackson's so versatile and he's so elusive and he's so uh, kind of a one-of-a-kind guy. So it's going to be interesting to see. It's going to be a close one. 
Yeah. Uh, also, the game that kind of I think Nick touched on a little bit, uh, the Steelers, 8-5-1, mm. going to New Orleans to play the Saints, 12-2 at the moment. Uh, Yo, when you said that, you said it so quick. I thought you said 85-1. and one. I was like, what? Imagine. I was so thrown off. Uh, are they Goldberg? One. Yeah. <laughs> or, can't lose. Our football team when we were younger was like 85-1. and one. Uh, It was, yeah. Until anyway, so so you played the Goonies. Fun. Yeah, literally no. We were undefeated. <laughs> we were undefeated five years in a row. Uh, we weren't in the league at that time. Congratulations, we're still better than you guys. Uh, you never beat us. Congrats. Okay. Hey, it is what it is. It <laughs> is what this. it is. Who are you shaking <laughs> for? Sounds like Max Holloway. I want to get back on the field. Joe, Joe looks so, so bad. bad. He's like, yo, I want to, I want to catch so a football on him right now. I'm so rattled. Yo, for real, you guys never beat the Goonies. <laughs> I think we played him twice. We lost twice. twice. Yeah. What? I don't even remember. One yeah, was a super horrible. close game. Yo, the first game I scored a touchdown. I've never seen someone angrier than Nick watching me score a touchdown. <laughs> Legends. Legends. Don't get me upset. I'll start putting on my cleats right now. Um, <laughs> Steelers Saints. Steelers have to win this game. Yeah. Do they do it? Do they pull it out? It's a big game for the Saints, too. They win. They lock up the number one seed overall. Right mm-hmm. And then maybe you rest your guys from yes. week 17. I think that's so kind of important. the approach that you might do. Two weeks off, so essentially. Important. Yeah, pretty much. Um, yeah, man, this is weird because I think the Steelers are probably one of the best teams in football when their backs up against the ropes, and that's what it was last week, and you saw it, right? De- that's that's the best the Steelers defense has played in a really, really long time. We talked about on the recap show on Monday how Joe Hayden looked like the all-pro he was when he was playing with the Browns. I think, though, there's some clipboard material this week. I don't know if you guys call what Cam Jordan said about Big Ben. Yeah. He like laughed at him as like a like, like a, a Hall of Fame guy or something. He's like, he's not a top five quarterback of this era. You know, like the Brady Manning. I've never heard something so stupid in my life. Yeah, and he's like, stupid, yo, I would, put, I would put Eli in the Hall of Fame over him. Do you realize Ben Roethlisberger is walking into the Hall of Fame as soon as he's done? Yeah. Like that's, look, I love like, Eli Manning. His, his the, the name Eli isn't running for <clears throat> my child, whether it's a boy or a girl. You know, <laughs> got to do it. Joe, people are. It's kind of unisex, I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nah, it definitely is. It's unisexy. So I it's love not, the I love the guy, but it's sex. like it's not even close. Like Big Ben, there's it's not up for he's, debate. Yeah, he's. We're like Eli. You'll have a lot of people being like, "Yo, is he all the famer? He's gonna end his career with like a like he's gonna be below 500, right?" Yeah. So you do have that. It does have a makings of like Ben just coming out, cock slinging, juju. Eight for 150 and two touchdowns. AB running wild. Juju. Juju has 100 yards in six or seven road games this year. So he seems to be the guy who seems very Because, like, in the past, right, you, you always heard about the road splits with Big Ben, right? Mm-hmm. And that's when Le'Veon Bell would really flourish. Now it seems like it's Juju when they go on the road. That's the guy that becomes that Le'Veon Bell player where they count on. It's funny because these two guys that are playing quarterback are the most stark difference between home and road. Uh, splits over the last few years uh, both Ben and Drew Brees are much better at home and now the Saints are at home and I think that the thing about the Saints that makes me really confident about the Saints actually is in the beginning of the year they went from all offense no defense they would just outscore you and then as the year went on it went to all defense right now the defense is carrying them and the offense is the one that's struggling if this team puts that first piece together of the first 10 weeks and that second piece together of the last six weeks and they mesh it into one hole, that's an unbeatable, unstoppable team that's going to win the Super Bowl. Damn, mesh it into one <laughs> hole, bro. So I'm trying to be mature for the next year, but I'll say that. Poor choice of words. If they really like, if they really like trying to nah, stuff nah, nah. both of those things in the same hole. With there. some spit. With <laughs> 
In the trenches, bro? In the trenches? Yeah, like, jam it into the trenches. Tre- you just got to uh. jam it in there, is really. But, um, <laughs> oh, God. But yeah, I, that, this is a scary team, and um, I've, I've lost my train of thought. That's totally fine. This yeah, game's going to be fucking awesome, though. I think it's going to be the game of the week. I think, yeah, I, th- I agree. And last week, is James Conner still out this week? I haven't... James. So, so James Conner was... It's a high ankle sprain. So I would rest them. They're I mean, sneaky. Granted, they're only half a game up on the Ravens, like we just talked about, but... Jalen Samuels ran for 142, and it seems like anyone who put back there right now is put me back there. I'm the gonna... ultimate plug and play, yeah! like <laughs> <laughs> maybe in the slot, maybe like 30 yards. Yo, you could definitely be Ryan Switzer. What? what be Shout like? out to Barry Switzer, but Ryan Switzer, you could definitely be. How many have you had? Why? That's because that's a little outlandish. I said I could get 30 yards. I can get 30 no, yards. No, no, you said put me back there. No, I don't know if I can get 30, 30 yards. Right, right. I don't 30 know about yards. 30 yards. Definitely like eight yards, though. Yo, my brother Johnny, when he was 16 years old, thought that he could dead-ass 100% score 12 points in an NBA game. He would he would argue with me. You yeah. know what's fire? No, I could can't. definitely hit a 40-yard field goal. NFL rules. Yeah, and I could also hit a three, but like, <laughs> the fuck? Yo, <laughs> One time we were watching a football game at my house and my friend Dominic, right? Like Eli, this was this is gonna get great. Haloti Nada was on the Ravens still. Oh, I remember this. And he was, whatever. He like was chasing Eli and Eli just like ran and like threw the ball away. And Dominic's like, "Yo, how does this guy not get around this fat dude?" I'm like, "He's like, if I was a quarterback, I would get right by that guy." I was like, "Dom, probably not." We looked it up. Haloti Nada ran a four six. Yeah. I was like, "Bro, he's faster than you." Yeah, hundred percent. I was like, "He weighs nine of you, and he's faster than you." No one's doing anything. If you, is, if you were sitting on the couch and think you can do anything in a professional game, you are wrong. I can hit a field goal. That is physically gifted. One thing I am dead certain of. I think Nick can hit a field goal. I don't know, obviously, bro. Obviously, you can hit a field goal. Yeah, you can hit a field goal, but in a game I, situation. I can, I can hit a field goal I don't in a know. game situation. I, I think I can. Know. Not like game on the line. I'm saying, you know, like it's it's a 10 nothing game. Someone ices Nick. That shit is hitting. It's fucking. quiet, yeah. <laughs> not getting it all blocked to the <laughs> house. He's going to call hockey back. Yo, chill. I don't know. How no. about we'll, we'll make sure the opposing coaches ices you on the first one just so you have a practice one. Yeah, and yeah. And then you get in the second one, you're all good. Right yeah. down fucking right Steinway down, we're hitting Nick that, will run a fag. Yeah, I'm a quarterback too. <laughs> 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 they don't know. Oh, shit. Um, all right, but, cool. Uh, anyway, yeah, back to Jalen Samuels before you cut me off saying you could get yards back there. <laughs> 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 nah, if they can run the like he had a I think 170 plus all purpose yards last week. So if they can utilize him and control the clock, uh, especially in a road environment like New Orleans, then they stand a good chance. And this this is a big game. Like Baltimore's breathing down that neck for a home playoff game. So talk about Ben Splits. If they want to host the game, they better. This is a game they have to win. If they win this game, your outlook of the Steelers is completely different than it was two weeks ago. All of a sudden, you're thinking about the Steelers as a potential Steelers AFC. What? Championship lost. team. Yeah. They lost three in a row with the Pats and the Saints on the schedule. Depends yeah. how their yeah. defense looks. Well, yeah, their defense looked phenomenal. No, but things could have went yeah, south. They did, but Pats. I'm saying, like, if they look terrible. Yeah. I think that team is, like, I- I'm dreading the idea of the Chargers having to play them Who, the Steelers? in Pittsburgh again. The- yeah. Like, that team is a different animal, man. Like, yo, that, that they did team, lose to the Jaguars in Pittsburgh last year. That's fine. But I also saw that they put up 40-plus points on, on the best defense in football. And, yeah. and A.B. had a, a, a broken calf, too. He was on. He was like a game-time decision that day. He's just – Bouye still having nightmares about that guy. So, that's a that's a team, yo. It's They got the quarterback. Been there, done that. You got the experience. That's, that's a scary team if they make the dance. Yeah, I agree. Um, our last game, Chiefs, 11-3 against the Seahawks in Seattle. Who are eight and six? What are we doing? I, are you are you guys nervous at all about Pat Mahomes 
with the 12th man because he's still young. I, I think people forget. Like, he's so dominant that people forget he's still young. What are the chances he gets rattled on the road in an environment like he's never been in before? Because is the 12th man still the 12th man is the question. Oh, yeah. I mean, yes. Especially in a game against Kansas City. Like, they're going to get up for that shit, man. They're going to get up. I don't know if the 11 men on the field are the same. No. The 12th man is the 12th man. 12th man is still the same. Okay. And, you know, everything that Pat Mahomes does from here on out is the first time Pat Mahomes will do it. Um, it'll It'll be his first time playing this many games. He's never played this many games before. You play 13 games in college. It'll, it'll be the first time he plays in meaningful football games, like really meaningful. Uh, it'll be the first time he plays in the playoffs, assuming that they win in some I mean, they've already happen. clinched the playoffs. Oh, there you go. Growth. He's going to yeah. play in the playoffs. They're just playing <laughs> for seeding now. Bang, bang, bang. Right? Everything that Pat Mahomes does is going to be the first time. I am going to be looking for how he responds to a... a very hostile environment against a team that is desperate to win, that is well-coached. Um, Pete Carroll's doing an amazing job with this team. Uh, well-schemed, well-planned. Um, a defense that is not on his side. So I, I'm i very curious to see how Pat Mahomes reacts to this. I think it's, I think that'll be the key. Now, I'm not going out of living and saying, hey, how the quarterback plays is going to be the key to the game. But I'm going to say how the quarterback reacts to that crowd. I think it'll 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 be the key to the game. Yo, we gotta see some of this, man. It's been a while, right? Tyreek, Tyreek Hill missing. Who did it last week? Saquon. Bunch yeah. of guys. Bunch of guys are doing it. Yeah, but but that's a very popular nah, you thing. Can't I do love that, it, bro. Yeah. I love it though. Yo, Tyreek Tyreek Hill is uh, Jock and Ty Hill. He's he's like a beast on primetime games though. I think he scored like seventy percent of his touchdowns in night games. So he gets up for these. Seventy percent. He's just a yo. Cam- it's camera it's something ridiculous. I think he scored like nineteen touchdowns OD. in his career, and he's like twelve of them. I've been in. I don't know if that's seventy, but it's close to it. It's more than half. And he's a he's a beast, man. And they got to get him involved. And I, I think yo, back to when it happened. Kareem Hunt m- missing from them has has changed this team. I don't. I'm not as scared of the Chiefs as I once was. Yeah, Huge. I agree. The way they utilize Damian Williams, I feel like is more of. Not necessarily running the ball, but getting it to him in space through the air, and like because yeah. like, he's fast as hell. Like he's faster than than uh, Kareem Hunt, so he can make plays in space, as we saw last week. I think he had a shot on him. He only had like what forty seven rushing yards, but he had one hundred twenty three scrimmage yards and those two rushing touchdowns. So he's getting it done through the air. But yeah, I mean, ever since the running game kind of took a hit, it feels like Tyree Hill's production has taken a hit. Also, Eric Berry back on defense was nice to see last week. Yeah, he had a couple. He was. In the mix with, I think he has six tackles. So, their defense has some playmakers, but susceptible to the long play. Yo, best player in football no one ever talks about, Bobby Wagner. Mm-hmm. I feel like he has no love. Like, you always I mean, no, nah, I know, I know. But when you talk about like, best linebackers in football. Nah, I think he gets his love. Like, he's the only one remaining on that defensive name from their six teams. It, it's weird because I, I feel you, but I feel like this the every year is the same in Bobby Wagner. Going into seasons... When you when everyone's talking about who would you have a middle linebacker, no one's really saying Bobby Wagner. But then, then at the end, and then at but at the end of every season, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, Bobby Wagner. He's a pro yeah. bowler again. He's all pro again." And he just reminds people because he's quiet, he's unassuming, but he just, and he's a fucking animal. So he just goes about and does his business. But I agree, Bobby Wagner is probably the reason why that team is still dominant the way they are. Yeah, and also I really like uh, Chris Carson, man. Penny's mm-hmm. gonna be out this week, and in games when Penny's not in, it's the Chris Carson show it's my guy. and. Yo, I liked him from last year. That's why I still think that was a bad pick. Right? I still wouldn't have made what, that Penny? pick. Yeah, I wouldn't have made that pick. He had that like one game where he was like, 
Yeah, that's because Carson was out, right? right? And like they, I still, like Chris Carson too. I think the dude runs hard. Like, I, mean, I think Chris Carson's really good too. Like the pick itself, but I still think Rashard Penny is a talent. But do you like, do you think that he's love Rashard Penny? I yeah, do. bro, he was a like all timer in Penn, at uh, SDSU. All right, so so question: Do you think that their skill set is that much different? No, like, I said like that's why I don't agree with like the pick itself. But I think Rashard Penny is a legit. NFL yeah, back. yeah. Like the the situation. Now, nah, like we like you said, Chris Carson came on last year for them. Why would you first round pick is someone who won't contributing right away and like a heavy impact? Like not really getting that from Rashard Penny right now. Chris Carson also gives one hundred and fifty percent on every run. He's gonna fight to the last drop every single time. You gotta fuck with that. I like Chris Carson a lot. And yo, if they get if if what we saw last week is what we could expect of Joe's fifth round pick, Doug Baldwin. <laughs> fuck me. Third round pick. Nah. Yeah. I was it fourth? It might have been fourth. Nah, Bald- yeah, Baldwin's ADP this year in 12-man leagues is like third round. So you were in 10-man league? Yeah, f- third fourth. or fourth round. Wow, your two boys are in this game. I'm him going and, to the fact. Him and uh, Mr. Peace sign. <laughs> my my actual pick versus the pick I should have took. <laughs> if I took Tyreek Hill, I'd, I'd be in the playoffs and probably a force. <clears throat> my receivers would be ridiculous. Do you, guys um, hear, do you guys hear something? Tears? The world's tiniest violin is playing. Bro, you lost to Nick, and we heard it on Spitball, right? Ah. <laughs> By the way, for facts, Joe took him in the third round. Yeah. And it took Thielen in the fourth. Damn. And Juju in the fifth. Very good picks. I was saying Bob's, dude. If you took Ty Freak over Baldwin, woof. Who yeah, knows where he's been? That is, that is, uh... And if we didn't take David Johnson, it'd be... Incredible. Coulda, woulda, shoulda. And, and me over here with the two... Probably worst teams I've ever entered championship games with. Nah, my favorite part of Nick's draft day wasn't anyone he took. It was laughing at Danny for taking Saquon Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> like, that was yep. the worst pick you could have made at five. Yo, in the beginning of the season, I was I remember saying all the time, I was like, yo, I don't really want to be stuck with Kamara. Like, I don't want to be forced to take him. And then I was forced to take him. <laughs> and then I got him. And then, like, through the four, four weeks, I was like, yo, I'm an idiot, obviously. But then at the end of the year, I'm like, wait. I was because like, I remember saying like I would rather have Saquon because I think he's gonna get way more volume. Yeah. And now we're talking about fantasy. Well, um, also this is this has been a crazy year. No disrespect to Nick, you beat me fair and square. I take you like a man. I lost. Um, but throughout fantasy, I don't. I mentioned this in the in the living room. Throughout the fantasy universe right now, there's five, six, five seeds, six seeds, uh, four seeds. They're littering the the championship games. Everywhere because so many big names have just been absolute busts these last two weeks. I was yeah, going to say going to the championship. A lot of guys sitting this week that are big names that are interesting to see how they like affect fantasy championships. Yeah, and the quarterbacks, quarterbacks have not produced in the last two weeks. The quarterback numbers have been really low. That's what I was going to say. I feel like there was a lot, a uh, big lack of offense last, like the playoff. Yeah, weeks. and you got a guy if you were a team and you're probably. Definitely in the playoffs, you're probably a top seed. If you got Pat Mahomes, because you probably didn't draft him. So if you add Pat Mahomes to a roster that's that you built that's pretty good, you're probably a top seed. And Pat Mahomes has kind of been shit in the bed. So, and same with Jared Goff. Like, a bunch of guys. Melvin Gordon's ha- out. Saquon Barkley got seven points last week. Like, this, a lot, of, a lot, a lot of busts. These are just, I can, I can go on and on. Let me not. Yo, do you think it has to do with those guys being young quarterbacks? Like... Like mean, maybe like late into the season, yeah. Maybe? Like late into the year. I mean, it definitely where it's a taxing season. Like Weather even if conditions. you're a quarterback, football is taxing. Like Drew Brees doesn't have to be young necessarily. Like hasn't yeah. really been putting up the gaudy numbers he started with. 
And it's just like, I don't know. It's, yo, it's a grind, man. I mean, I know you played high school football and college football to, to you know, was it a high level? Um, like, you probably attest that. Like, just going from, what do you start in July? Yeah. Like, bro, but it's yo, like the six-month grind. The craziest thing about it, though, is with quarterbacks, they don't get hit. Imagine now a linebacker. A linebacker might be listening to this and be like, yo, shut your ass up. Because we're yeah. battling and banging and clanging every every snap. And, like, a quarterback barely gets touched. Which is nuts. It's also like pitch count. How many throws? It's like yeah. 50 throws a week. Throwing a practice. To yeah, you get fresh. that arm eventually, man. Mm. Yo, like when we play at Casino and shit, days that we have double headers, halftime of the second game, I'm like, yo, my arm is shot. I can't like. Yeah. What is that? Like 70 throws? Not even. It's also because you're old now. <sighs> yeah, fall back, son. <laughs> Tim's hitting 30. He's calling us. Have so. my 30th birthday party this Saturday. Maybe already hit me up about it. You guys better fucking be there, fuckers. I think I have something to do Saturday. Oh, son of a bitch. I think I do, too, now that you mention it. No, yeah, what's, yeah. what's Saturday's Suck my date? Balls. What is that date? It's the 22nd. 23rd. Is 22nd? Yeah, 22nd. Christmas is a Tuesday. Tuesday. 22nd. Saturday, 22nd. Uh, Having a potluck because I'm trying to save money for being married. I'll stop so by. I can't, like, drive, buy drinks for everybody, so just bring something to share. Yeah, I'll stop by. There's plenty of food and drink. I'll stop by, drink some beer, smoke all your weed. And leave. Smoke your weeds. <laughs> I don't do that. I don't know what you're talking about. What are we talking about? <laughs> yeah, I bought you a gift. It's a picture of you, the fantasy team that I beat. <laughs> I laminated it for you. That would be that laminated. would be that would be fantastic. Honestly, if you really did that, <laughs> like I wouldn't even be mad. I'd be like, yes, okay, well done. Tim yeah. probably like the shit, to- impressive shit talk. There. Tim was gonna hang in his bed. <laughs> I can't wait till I lose by 150 points in both my leagues. Come I kind of hope you win because. At it's least always a say little that. better that you when you lose. Do you to the take champion. solace in that and losing to the champion? Yes. yes. Fuck that. I take solace in losing. Like for example, in our football league this year, we lost the team that lost in the championship. I don't want to do that. I want to lose the team that wins the championship. Word. I feel that. I don't even care mm-hmm. at that point. Like yo, they like fuck. Word. I fucking. My entire football season has been eliminated in the semifinal. <laughs> this this whole this everything. This is what I've been. I have one team in the championship. I had three fucking buys. Stay Fuck up. you, fan. No. Let me not say that. I love you, fantasy gods. <laughs> You've been good to me. Uh, all right, cool. Let's get to the picks here. Uh, boss, I think, locked it. I mean, definitely locked it. Oh, yeah. Mm. Boss won this year. Two yo, weeks to go, yo. Yo, you know what that calls for? Congrats. I thank, thank you. Boss, 28 and 17 on the year so far. We'll see how he ends. I mean, the uh, worst I could do is ooh, three games This is the best five. record, I believe, like... That Hold a on, winner the wor- has ever had. So the worst nah, nah, that first year, dog, I, I had like 70%. Don't yeah. take that away from oh, me. Oh, yeah, you I did. Don't have you much. did I don't have much. I'll go all the way back. That first year, we all wrong. were over 500. Yeah. As a pod- yeah. I think our podcast percentage was like 58%. Yeah. We killed it. Yo. Time. Dirty in the dumps. Yo, how about this? <laughs> how, how many losses you got? How many losses you got? 17. Yo. Almost as many. Well, actually, I He's about to make a wager. I'm about to make. Let's go 19 and a half. Oh, it's his loss? His losses finishes. You want me to go 2-1 both weeks? That's pretty hard to do. Yeah. Yo, so you said the worst record you could have is three games over 500. I mean, yeah. Yeah. The best record I could have is three games over 500, too. So you haven't locked it up quite yet. Yes, I have. You locked up a tie. It was an error. Five games over. 28 and 23 would be the worst that I could do. I thought I was 26 and 17. Bro, it's quiet for you, son. Another year you got to wait. It's quiet, but... You got to wait a full calendar year to potentially win a regular season championship. You're right, but you guys are also looking up at me, so I'm okay with that. 
But you'll it's be so the good. last one. I to won in the playoffs pick. last year. I'll win in the playoffs That's again this yo, year. Yo, all I know is we all got medals around yo, our necks. Congrats. You I won in the playoffs. Why? I don't get a, I don't get a medal for that? No. Congrats, Why? Bro. Because. That's a participation trophy. Like, all right, we'll start fresh. We'll let everyone Oh, because in. I, no, wait, because on, guys, I guys. picked the, the harder games correctly. Oh, the harder games. Guys. Yeah. No, no, Tim. You won the playoffs. Guys, please. Here you go. No, I don't care what you said. This is, Here you go. I'm taking my. the harder games. Picking fucking three games a week for six Yeah, and we're forced to pick a dog, too. That's yes. a big thing. Yeah, but but this is in harder. the playoffs. We all pick the same games, and when yeah. we all pick the same games, I was the champion. Dude, congratulations! You're, thank you. That Congrats. makes it easier. Congrats! <laughs> That's better. We're all picking the same games. Yeah, it makes it easier for me. No, it makes it easier <laughs> to win. Tim, whatever you got to hold on to, whatever you hold on. Then to. Then why haven't you won it? All uh, right, uh, I, <laughs> I went to say I haven't. I may have. And I went, I'm smoking you in regular season. I went three and zero last week, so. You know I've been doing one and two like every fucking week. We're gonna finish this dumps. year. We're gonna finish this year. Yo, Nick, it, me and Nick are tied for last nineteen and twenty six, so we're fighting for the toilet. No, nah, we could catch Tim. Yo, Tim can't go one and five. Tim has all the. Well, I'm saying currently we're five. fighting over the toilet. <laughs> Tim oh. is gonna go one and five the next two weeks. Oh, dirty can't even finish over five hundred this guys, year. You guys, like, how did my how did my nuts smell by the way? Like down all the way down there. Damn. Hilarious. All right, let's lead this one off. <laughs> They're a little sweaty, so they I'm going Chargers minus four and a half. Yes. Uh. Colts minus nine and a half. Wow, you're taking that. I was gonna take the Colts too. Seattle plus two and a half. That's a dog wow. pick. You're taking Seattle. That one's with the heart because I need the Chargers to win and then I need the Seahawks to win. Yo, and then we got that number one seed. Not for nothing. I didn't like any underdogs except except we're. Oh, by the way, we're not allowed to pick the Atlanta game because the yeah. the line didn't move. So so the opening getting... line for this game was Carolina minus three and a half, and then Cam Newton got ruled out. Now the uh, Falcons are a four-point favorite in many places. I think I might go three dogs this week. So that's really? why we're not taking Atlanta. Yeah. Go three dogs. I, Yo, I hate uh, the dogs. tidbit. Uh, 79% of the games that um, Seattle has played at home under Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, they've covered. So that's a nice trend backing the uh, Seahawks. But... Ippy always likes to point out the Andy Reid effect coming off a of bye week, pseudo bye week, playing on Thursday Night Football the week before. So it's going to be very, very interesting. <laughs> uh, oh, my my app just crashed. Okay. I am taking the – what is that? Oh, no, no, I got it. Um, I'm taking the Broncos uh, minus two and a half against the Raiders. They suck my – they suck ass. I was going to say something way more explicit, but I'm not going to do that. <laughs> uh, I'm taking the Chiefs, going against Nick there. Uh, minus two and Damn. a half. And then my dog? <sighs> do it. It's hard. The dog's hard. Do it. I have three dogs this week. Do what? You know what I'm saying, right? Nah, I have no idea. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, that's a man who just already locked it up and is resting his starters. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll try to go 3-0 with three dogs. Um, I don't know. All right. I'm going to... I'm gonna take the Packers, and you know what? I'm gonna take the Packers. They're get, they're getting one and a half points against the Jets. Aaron Rodgers might not play. No, he said he's playing. Well, he said that, he but said who knows that. if they actually will? So I'm like, I'm just gonna do it on the off chance that maybe he starts. Hey, fuck it. All right, uh, I am going to pick the most slept on team in football again: the Chicago Bears minus three and a half at San Francisco. I'm picking the Cleveland Browns minus seven and a half at Cincinnati. Uh, suck it, Joe. And I am picking Houston plus a half a point at Philadelphia. Why did I just suck it? Because I picked the Browns. Oh, okay. Go with the Texans plus a half. I don't know why you guys are scared off by that. Nick Foles, maybe? I don't know. But I mean, I picked it. Texans on the road. Packers plus one and a half against the Jets. The Jets should not be favored against anyone this year. And Even though it might be Kaiser? 
Yes. Interesting. It's my guy. So you, you, you're even confident in that pick if it was Kaiser? Yes. I feel like Kaiser throws a pick six if he, pick six if he starts. I am 17th in the in the picks poll. And I'm taking the Raiders plus two and a half. Against the oh, Broncos. you bitch. Yep. Why? Is there something I don't know? I mean, Chris Harris is out for the year officially. Um, so who's gonna just, who's gonna who's gonna torch that backup? <laughs> Seth Roberts, Roberts, let's go. Seth, if you make Seth this, Roberts is due for like a forty-five yard touchdown. Go full circle with this podcast. Jared Cook, a Pro Bowl snub. Yo, yo, yeah, truth, truth. Yo, you're truth. not lying. Truth. Truth. Jared Cook has been that entire offense. I feel like Eric Ebron. He's like he got in because of fantasy. He amassed the touchdowns. Nah, he, yo, he had mad bro. He touchdowns. had a mad, he had good mad year, touchdowns though. Nah, he, he dude, had like, he had like 800, 900 yards. He had like three drops all season. And the fact that he even he had, did that after, like, he surpassed all his numbers. You, but you say he had 10 touchdowns, right? No, nah, he has like 13 How touchdowns. How many touchdowns? Mike Williams has 10. He has 12 touchdowns. Mike Williams has two less touchdowns. 12 touchdowns. Mike Williams has 10 touchdowns. Mike, I think, Mike Williams, like, on the Chargers? Yeah. The fuck does that mean? We're talking about tight ends. That's what I'm saying. The, what I'm telling you is, like, those 12 touchdowns, I'd rather have a guy like Jared Cook who has been doing it. Oh, he has like almost a thousand yards. No, Ebron. Who's the other tight end in the AFC? He has six hundred yards. <laughs> Mad well. Six hundred and sixty yards. So like around seven hundred. Uh, so Jared weird. Cook has eight hundred and forty-eight yards and six touchdowns. Now how many fantasy catches? catches? He has sixty-three catches, and Ebron has got to be in the forties. Fifty-nine. So around the same catches, you're you're getting less yards out of. Who's out the other tight end? Who's the other in the tight AFC. end? Yeah, Kelsey. Kelsey. All right, that's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> Not Duh. so obvious. To Duh. Huh. Uh, so we wrapping this up. Yeah, we we're going three and zero with three dogs. If you go three and zero with three dogs, I will finally like uh, just give you. Yo, your if props. he goes, three, <laughs> bro, my crowd, yo, I need your props. Yo, yo, if he goes three and zero with three dogs, you got to eat a hot dog on the next episode. I don't want a hot dog. I'll eat a turkey dog. Nah, fuck out of here with that bullshit. <laughs> turkey dogs turkey are for dog. bitches. I mean, and Tim, bitches and Tim. That's what I, that's how I guess. One and the same. That's how I get all the bitches. I just lure them in with my turkey dogs. <laughs> Duh. Is that a nickname for? Duh. Never mind. Um, you never used a turkey dog way to pick up women. Where where you been, bro? Tim, stop digging this hole. It's terrible. <laughs> <Yo>. Okay. <laughs> it's enough. I'm trying God, to save you us. here. All right, fine. Obviously, you never use a turkey bowl approach. Where, turkey dog? You just said turkey bowl, but turkey dog. If he knows, if he knows about the turkey dog approach, turkey just burger. Just because if you lost like fucking 15 pounds, bison burgers are fire. Bison burgers are crazy. 25. Wow. You couldn't wait for a fight or something? Uh, Tim, couldn't wait for you? the 305. <laughs> <laughs> what? Where can they find you? Oh, at Tim Petrop on all social media outlets, but only if you're feeling real, real, real frisky. Brodo Fantasy has changed uh, to Brodo Fantasy Football. We are going all year round fantasy football. That's right. We're going to talk about fantasy football even in the off season, and we have a new website to guide you through it. BrodoFF.com. Go check it out. Also, BrodoFantasy.com coming shortly um and uh we have a new stat go check out the episode where we explain it the stat is going to change the game i promise it's called true true throw value and true target value and it will change the way you see fantasy football and jason took a team that had no business being in a championship and won a championship because he knew exactly when to start kenny stills and he knew exactly when to start um what the the guy in the chargers i mean not the guy in the broncos Trayvon, the guy in the broncos Smith. No, the guy in the Broncos. Hamilton. Sean Hamilton. And he knows exactly when to start Traquan Smith. And it's all because of this stat. So go check it out. Nick? You can find me at the Lamb Show, Twitter, Instagram, and on Twitch. Twitch, probably the best place to communicate with me. At 
SCJ Pod, the Jerks. We just had a pretty fun episode, and the Jerkies are coming out next week, boss. I know you're you pop for those every now and then, so give that a listen. Shout out to the Jerkies at Endavito27 on Twitter and the Gram. IMPY718, you already know. Twitter and Instagram. Really quickly, shout out to Damo Scatello for sliding into the DMs. Hey, chill with that mic, man. You, real quick, real you, quick. You hot on that mic. Real quick. <laughs> Back it off your mouth a little bit. Shout out to Damo Scatello. Real quick, rapid fire, everybody. Nick, I'll pass the mic back to you. Favorite moment at a sporting event in your life? We've probably covered this, but he asked me to ask you guys, so let, let, let's shut him out. All right, cool. Favorite moment at a sporting event in your whole life? Go. Mine's easily Syracuse 6 overtime game, which I went to. I feel like me and Nick have the same answer. We were at the Odell game where he made this catch. I wasn't even thinking that, but yeah, like moment, yeah, that catch was fire. I remember me and Joe. I was just, at that game. We were just grabbing mad people you were there in too? the crowd. Ralph. That's mad weird. Uh, my <laughs> mine's a tie. My favorite moment of all time was when I first walked and saw a baseball field for the first time. Like out the thing, I still have that in my me- ingrained in my memory. I have that too. Best uh best moment though was Paul Aduka in the NLDS. I was uh, at that game. The double the double out at getting home. Getting two people out at home in this on the same play. That was an amazing Wait, thing. All three, you were there for that. Yeah. We were, we weren't, we weren't, we weren't, no, even, not together, we weren't even like boys like that at that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, we didn't know yeah, each other. That was yeah. 06. Yeah, that was a long time ago. That's mad funny. Damn, yeah, I didn't even know who you were in 06. Yes, I met Tim right. in like 20 Cancun. Cancun was like what 2010. Yeah. Now I think we we knew of each other just because of the neighborhood. Not yeah. we yeah. had like. But we started getting horny in like 2010. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we started becoming friends around then. No, yeah. no, no, we started becoming horny. Yeah, horny. oh, and yeah, horny friends. Yeah, I was horny way before that, to be honest with you, but. Anyway, that is all for this week's episode. You guys can follow the shows at uh, Veterans Minimum on all social media. And that is all. We'll see you guys next time. Do it again. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.